Welcome to the Everything Eichler podcast brought to you by Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's. Uh, and I'm Fred Eichler, and today I am going to talk about my new signature riser with bear archery. Just because it's dang cool. And it was such a unique project for me to get to work on. So I think a lot of people that have heard my podcast or read some of my articles know that Fred Bear to me, besides my father, was probably one of the most influential men to me in archery. And I would also have to mention Jim Widmeyer, um, who used to own the archery shop I managed up in northern Colorado, a man named Russ Sill, who uh, also managed an archery shop uh, that I worked at before that. And I would definitely have to mention Mike Palmer, um, who uh, was a heck of a mentor as well. But, you know, out of those four guys, you know, my father and, and uh, you know, Fred and Russ and Mike, Fred Bear's field notes and you know the the old tv show he did you know was you know it was just unbelievable and it influenced me especially as a young man in a huge way i mean one it made me go man i want to see all the things fred bear seen but two fred bear always had a reputation for being just the nicest guy like he would walk up and make you feel important and he would talk to you and look you in the eye and man he didn't seem like he was uh in a hurry to get anywhere he, you know he was even if he was, he was happy to sit and talk to you. And I was very fortunate to have the occasion to meet him multiple times and even had him sign a copy of his field notes for me once. Uh, but I was very fortunate to get a chance to, to talk to Fred. And, you know, he was just one of those guys. It was a great storyteller. And if you read like Fred Bear's field notes or some of the other things that, that he had written, he did such a great job of describing not only the animal, but to me, more importantly, like, the people and the place he was at. And that to me was just as important as anything else. And although bear archery over the years um, has changed hands multiple times, especially after Fred passed away, um, it's been really neat to me that they have still kept Fred Bear's legacy going. Um, some companies will buy another company out and they'll change the name or they'll change the line. Um, rename a lot of the different products, for example. But Bear Archery has done such a cool job um, of keeping Fred's, not only uh, him front and center, uh, but also adding to that legacy and, and you know, releasing more and more stuff. And to me, that's uh, that's super special. I mean, Fred's the one that kind of started a lot of stuff. I mean, uh, you know, his shows inspired generations of, of bow hunters, myself included, his articles, his books, you know, inspired and educated a lot of people. And, you know, Fred's stuff was so sound. I'm still using a lot of the antidotes um, that he had suggested or taught people like, you know, 10, you know, 10 grains per pound of bow weight, you know, is, is about right, you know, for your arrow weight, you know, overall arrow weight. Um, cut on impact broadheads, you know, can be a great way to go. There was just so many things that Fred, uh, you know, uh, that Fred did that, I've emulated and so many other people have emulated as well. So for me, it was really exciting. Um, a few years ago when Bear Archie was like, we're going to come out with the mag riser. It's like the, the metal riser custom, you know, Fred Bear custom recurve is custom Kodiak takedown. And I was like, Whoa, that's so cool. They haven't had a metal riser in, gosh, I think since the 70s, if I'm if I'm correct. Somebody could check check me on that, but I'm pretty sure it was since the 70s. So they call it the mag riser. Um, 
kind of out of respect for the old original one. The old original was actually made out of magnesium. Uh, the new one is made out of aluminum, but they still call it the, the Bear Mag Riser, um, which is kind of cool, uh, just in short for what it used to be. But it was an awesome bow, and I glommed onto that thing right away, started shooting it. And, you know, it's hard to shoot, especially the Fred Bear custom takedown, you know, the one that Fred Bear designed, the, you know, Fred's takedown latch system. And not think of Fred Bear. So when I'm in the field, I'm one of those nostalgic guys. I'm sitting in a tree stand or I'm in a ground blind or especially I'm in Alaska or I'm in some of the places that Fred's hunted or even the state or, you know, general area. It's neat for me to think about Fred Bear and looking down at the bow or looking down at the latch system, wondering what Fred thought, you know what I mean? And, and you know, what he thought when he was hunting and, you know, just all kinds of weird stuff like that. I just love it. I'm just, I'm just a geek that way. And I really enjoyed shooting some great animals with that mag riser. If I was to have one issue with the mag riser, it was awesome. They brought it back. I still like the mag riser, still shoot it. Um, but it had the same design and I was tickled. They brought it back, but there were a few little tweaks I would have loved to have seen made. And thus came the conversation with me and the guys at Bear Archery, which was, you know, I'd made a couple suggestions and so I got the opportunity to work with those guys, which was such an honor for me because uh, a lot of people know this. My my archery career kind of started at Bear Archery when I was very young. Uh, I got to work at Bear Archery, and I've talked about that before, so I don't want to belabor something I've gone over a lot before, but I'll try and make it short. That was impactful as well. Working at the Bear Archery plant in Gainesville, Florida, and uh, before I managed the archery shop in Fort Collins, Colorado, as a young man, my job was to clean the claws and the eyes and the, you know, litter the noses. I would put mineral oil on the noses of the animals and clean the claws. So I was getting to touch Fred Bear's mounted polar bear, grizzly bear, brown bear, moose, Bengal tiger, everything. All the stuff that Fred had shot and had in this museum, I got to lay my hands on almost all of them. And that, man, to, to, to literally hold a claw or look at a claw or rub, you know, the mineral oil in it and know that Fred was right there helping skin that animal or ate the animal or, you know, you know was there, you know, he harvested this animal. That was a pretty incredible and, and, and deeply moving uh, thing for me. So it was really neat to be able to do that as a, as a young man. So getting this opportunity to work with bear archery and on, on a new riser, which to me, was not only an honor, it's a huge compliment that they, you know, they trusted me with, you know, being able to tweak this thing. And it was a challenge because I wanted, I wanted, I called it my project with Fred Bear because I wanted it, how do I say this? Out of respect, I wanted it to still have Fred's touch on it. It was Fred's original design. Um, I just wanted to put a few changes, a few tweaks on it. I did not want to go and totally change the bow, partially out of respect for Fred. Uh, I've had people like, oh, why didn't you make it ILF compatible? Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? And I'm like, you know what? The changes that we made were partially out of respect for Fred Bear's original design. So I wanted it to look pretty similar to Fred Bear's original design. It was also important to me that if guys wanted to shoot the new design, and had some old limbs that they had bought back in the 70s, that they would be compatible with this new riser. I wanted them to be able to shoot it, you know, and, and not have to go, 
go out and buy another pair of limbs. You know, I thought that would be really cool if they could shoot it with any other bear limbs they had. So some of the changes that I made uh, were some changes that I think are super important in, in Reekers or Longbows. Um, Fred's original design was awesome. But what's crazy is Fred Bear would do little things like uh, they would put a brush, you know, sometimes like a toothbrush brush. They knew that the, you know, the, you know, the, or they'd slide a nail underneath their shelf so the arrow wasn't resting on that whole big flat shelf. So they had their bow, but then they would make little tweaks to it. So my idea was, why tweak it? Why why, why sell this and, and have somebody or a bow hunter or a guy that wants to shoot with it have to tweak his bow? Like, oh, okay, this is pretty close, but now I'm going to adjust it a little bit to get perfect arrow flight. I wanted it to be easier. So some of the things that I really wanted to do is... I wanted to keep Fred's original design, but I wanted to tweak it. I did not like the large flat shelf. Um, what I thought it was too wide. You know, you could have shot, you know, dang near a fence post off that thing. Um, when you're shooting an arrow, you know, a uh, biggest thing you're going to shoot is probably a 2315. You know, nobody's shooting really the 2513s or 2514s anymore. Um, most people are shooting carbon arrows or smaller wooden arrows, you know, or even some of the, you know, the diehards are still going, you know, 2216 aluminums, whatever. I wanted the shelf to be thinner, so not as wide, um, to allow for more clearance of feathers. So once that design change was done, and a lot of that I did with a grinder in my barn, literally like, okay, this is what I want, and then I'd take it to the engineers, and I'd say, let's do this, and then I'd shoot it. And then I was like, okay, the shelf needs to be beveled. The problem with a flat shelf on anything is you've got way much more arrow contact with that shelf. And... In turn, you then have a lot more contact on that shelf from the feathers or the veins, whatever you prefer to shoot. But most guys shooting traditional or shooting feathers. But it didn't matter if you were shooting 3-inch, 4-inch, 5-inch feathers, you know what I mean? Or, or even big flu-flus. With a big, long, flat, and wide shelf, I was having more contact than I wanted. So by making that shelf thinner, you know, not as wide, and then taking it, beveling it, man, all of a sudden, I started getting a lot better arrow flight with a lot a lot of different sized or spined arrows. So I increased the range of arrows I could shoot out of it because they were getting around it clear and without as much contact. So I was like, wow, this is cool. Okay, what's our next adjustment? So I worked with the engineers over there, and we came up with a couple different shelf adjustments that you literally would just, one Allen screw, you could tighten them in. So we went with a high, a medium, and a low for different profiles. And that's also for if you want to shoot maybe three fingers under. I shoot split finger, Mediterranean, you know what I mean? It's what they refer to it as, and I shoot a tab. Um, I would like to shoot a glove, but to be honest, I'm just not as good as Fred Bear. Um, you know, how he shot a glove as accurately as he did um, is, is pretty impressive to me. I find I get a smoother release with a tab. And if you're one of those guys that wants to argue that, I'm happy to have that argument with you any day. Some people are like, a glove's better. I'm like, a ah, tab's better. I can prove a tab's better, and here's why. Look at your Olympic archers. If a glove was better, your Olympic archers would be shooting tabs. Now, it may make some people mad, but that's just the truth of it. A tab gives you a smoother release. It's more consistent. Sorry, guys. If you're hardcore glove shooters, that's awesome. I know some of you are hardcore glove shooters because, you know, some of the late greats shot gloves. But for a smoother release, I'm telling you, a tab's the way to go. So I actually worked on designing a tab 
with the guys from uh, Three Rivers, which is pretty cool. Uh, Four Rivers. Wow, I said Three Rivers. I do. I know a Three River company as well. Guys from Four Rivers. I did that because for me, um, I had designed a tab. And when those guys from Four Rivers saw it, they were like, the guys from Three Rivers saw it. They were like, holy cow, that is freaking awesome. I have a John Deere uh, one of the John Deere dealers that I work with here is actually, they're called Four Rivers. So I constantly go back and forth between Three Rivers and Four Rivers. It's pretty funny. It's Four Rivers Equipment is the name of it. Um, so I go back and forth between that and Three Rivers. Sorry, Jonathan. Sorry, Dale. The owner of uh, of Three Rivers have actually both hunted with me, Jonathan and Dale, and they're great shots and super, super people. But when they saw a tab I had designed, they went, that's really cool. Um, you know, can we start carrying that? So We've got a signature tab over there at Three Rivers. That's pretty dang cool. But if you're a glove guy, you're probably already mad at me, which that's okay. I can, I've can i got thick skin. I can handle it. Um, and if you shoot a glove, great. More power to you. Don't change. But if you want to try something smoother, you know, try, try a tab. But uh, I digress. To get back to the bear archery bow. So we changed the shelf up to have options, bevel the shelf, so you'd have less surface contact um, with the arrow on the shelf and less contact with the feathers uh on the shelf and then it was like okay i like the original side plate i didn't really want to change the side plate but i had some issues on my side plate on some older bare bows i had and one was that it seemed it would change its flex and when i say change its flex um super hot weather you know that super light steel well, it seemed to be super flexible and then in super cold weather didn't seem to be as flexible like super cold like you know i've hunted in negative 30 degrees so i was like man i don't like that variability i want to have that arrow come off there every time so once i get my side self my side shelf set my side plate i want to lock it in i don't want to you know i don't want to mash it in if i hit a limb uh throw my bow out of a tree stand i want to somehow lock it in that position once i get it center shot I want to lock it there. So we added another set screw. So once you get that side plate where you want it, you can put and tighten the other set screw to where it's just keeping that side plate exactly where you want it. So to me, that that's another cool feature we added. So that adjustable side plate with a locking screw to me was a neat deal. Also made it a little lighter. We changed the riser. We took a lot of material out of the riser which which actually made that bow uh, a lighter bow. But I have a lot of people, you know, ask me questions about, well, how involved were you in designing? And why did you guys do this? Or why can't I shoot ILF? Why didn't you go with, you know, an ILF, LILF compatible? Or why did you do this? And the honest answer is I wanted to keep Fred Bear's original design, but I wanted to throw some more technology in there, I guess. You know, things that we've learned over time and that I've certainly learned that are very important to get better arrow flight. So I'm very proud of that bow um, because man, there may be another bare bow out there with somebody else's name on it, like Nels Grumley or something. But, uh, the, you know, the fact that my name and Fred Bear's name are on a bow and he was my hero and I grew up reading his field notes and just literally idolizing Fred Bear to me was like the accumulation of, it's like, man, this is the coolest thing I've ever done, you know? And, and when I take that bow in the field hunting, it's like, oh, this is, this is just so cool. Um, the other thing is kind of fun. It will take... Um, like the number one, number two, and number three limbs. So we, you know, made it to where it's got a 17-inch riser, uh, but you can make it into a 58, a 60, or a 62-inch bow. Um, I shoot low wrist, so we set it up for kind of a low wrist design. Um, some people ask about the uh, about the handle. I went with a small 
you know what I mean? That same small grip and didn't come up with a plastic grip uh, that you could slide over, honestly, because I don't use one. Um, so when I say I designed it, not only to make it shoot more accurately, uh, and I say accurately, tune, uh, I should say tune easier so you get a perfect bullet hole. And if you if you look, I've got a YouTube video up of how to tune that bow. And actually some of the practice and, and tuning steps that I go through uh, to get that bow just shooting bullet holes through paper and, and to where you can shoot it at 20 yards with a field point or even a broadhead and the arrow's just flying perfect. So um, that's pretty neat if you want to go check that out and, and see how I set up um, that particular bow. But it's it's fun for me taking that bow out because to me, it's everything I wanted. And for the handle, I don't, for a guy that's 62, I don't really have a big, big hand. Um, so that small riser, I've always felt like I was controlling a recurve for longbow better if I had a smaller handle. So it felt like instead of the bow controlling me or, or, or being able to tilt that bow or, you know, I, I want it to be right in the center uh, of my palm and the web there between my thumb and my pointer finger. And when I shoot, I want to know that that bow's seated in the exact same position every time. And that smaller riser does that for me. But I had some guys go, oh, man, when it's cold, you know, when it's cold, I can't, you know, I can't hold on to that. When it's cold, I'm like, when it's cold, I'm wearing gloves. So it shouldn't, you know, you, sh you should be all right. And I'm also usually not always holding my bow when it's really cold. I've usually got it hanging off a hanger if I'm in a tree stand or if I'm a blind. I've got it leaning against the blind. And when I'm stalking, odds are if it's that cold, I'm wearing a glove. Um, I've heard there are some other manufacturers that are making some things, some, uh, you know, post-market or aftermarket parts um, for people that want, uh, you know, a type of handle to slide over that. Um, I've seen guys slide some leather on there that wanted to beef it up a little bit. So there are some tweaks you can make to it. But um, the design itself was exactly what I wanted for this Fred Bear, Fred Eichler combination bow. So there's the whole story. Um, went through a lot of prototypes, made a lot of tweaks, uh, but it's Fred Bear's original design, and I'm super proud of that. So it's the uh, Fred Eichler, Fred Bear signature, signature riser. And if you haven't seen it, check it out. Let me know what you think. Uh, thanks so much for listening to this podcast on my new uh, Bear project. I hope you have good luck hunting this fall. <laughs>